always better to break some quietness and then turn around and say hello to the person next to you. So go ahead and shake a hand. Say hello to the person next to you. Hello. Hello. I just got pulled off. Oh, I yeah, I did see that too. When you I took, said I took a picture of that. Just looks like there's something there. When you said smoke, I was like, oh, oh. I, know. I kept watching to see if it was real. It's it's still. Oh, you're about the method of uh, reflection on the top. I couldn't see that too. That makes sense. But I'm assuming. If the thickness of the Bible says anything about the thickness of the serpent, you guys are all in trouble, right? Uh, no. Hey, yes it does. <laughs> For us old men, they can't see very well. We need some big print, so you got to get a big Bible, right? Now, this is actually, I'll, I'll speak about this in a moment, but uh, today I'm going to take a break uh, from the, our series sermons we've been doing called the, the Fruit of the Spirit. You're going to have to have patience to wait for the next uh, sermon on the fruit of the spirit, which is next week, which is also patience. Uh, I know, come on. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, but we're going to, uh, I want to talk about an issue today, and, and it is 4th of July, and I know this is, you know, I'm not, sometimes I think as a pastor, I don't want to be really cheesy and do a holiday sermon, right? Uh, but I think it's important that we understand the foundation of what our country is built upon today. So we're going to look at this today. We're going to take a small break from, like I said, the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to jump into this idea today, the history of our country. See, today the history of this great country is in many ways being rewritten. If you spend uh, time in many schools, what us older generations learn is not necessarily being taught to the younger generations today. It's very uh, truthful that the largest publication of history books in the U.S. has opted to choose to take out the word Christian foundation of the United States. So what your kids, if you're in high school or middle school, is being taught today and also, should I say, in colleges today, Many of your children, and many of you go to college today, you're being taught that the nation was built upon the idea that our founding fathers were deists. And some had no religious affiliation at all. The problem with this today is that because we are rewriting our history, none of us, or very few of the generations beyond some of our generations, understand what the country was really built upon, who really built this country, who really spent this time and energy, who laid everything on the line for the country that we live in freely today. The other problem is, is in the once uh, great words of Winston Churchill, he wrote, those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. If I smoked cigars, I would have a big stogie in my mouth right now, and I would say it like Winston Churchill, but I don't smoke cigars, and so therefore, don't have to imagine it. But Winston Churchill was on to something. In these very words, he says, those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. What he is actually speaking about at this time, this message that he was sharing, was for the countries of Europe who were battling against the Nazi regime. And so what he was saying to them is that if we don't fail, if we fail to learn from what happened in the past wars, if we fail to learn and not take care of this regime, this Nazi regime, Hitler, then we will repeat it at some point. It's interesting to me as we think about this, and we think about 
what he was saying at this moment in time. Yet we fast forward to today, and what is happening today is that many places across the world are rewriting history. Many places across our great country are trying to rewrite history. They're removing things from history books. They're removing things from different locations around our great country. Did we always get it right? Absolutely not. We are a country that, in essence, is very young compared to many other countries around the world. And as a young country, we, will, we were sure to make mistakes, and we did. There's no doubt about many mistakes in our country were made. But I can also say that many great things were made, too. Many great things were created from this great land that we live in, this great country that we live in today. And somehow today there are groups of people that want to make it difficult for us to celebrate our American heritage, to celebrate our American freedom, to, to wave a flag and to have patriotic feelings. It's almost like they're saying, you can't be Christian and be patriotic at the same time. Well, I got some news for you. You actually can be. Our country was built upon men women who gave their whole entire lives to live for this country, but more importantly, not only their lives to live for this country, but they gave their lives to live for their Savior. Today, I share this message with you as a pastor in a Christian church, but across the country today, there's a real attempt to change the bias of this country and what it was built upon. In fact, some would want you to think that our nation was not built upon Christian principles at all. Can I say today that we are a Christian nation? Absolutely not. I cannot say that with any strong belief or idea of where our country is at this very moment. Can I say that we are a Christian nation built upon Christian principles? Absolutely, 100% yes, we are. Every law that we have in the books, every court that you go to, the very laws that you adhere to today, many of them, if not all of them, are built upon the Ten Commandments. The reason why our country has been such an awesome, great country as long as it has been is because we were willing to build our country upon principles that were bigger than human nature that were built upon God himself. There's no denying that we are a nation built upon those morals. Can we always act like Christ? No. Do we always act like Christ? No. But our foundation cannot be denied. Paul, in his letter to Romans, writes this wonderful story, I think a story of, or not a story, but a warning to the Romans of where they're going and where they're at, and I feel like this message that he's writing to the Romans is perfect for us today. And I want to read these verses to you, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 1, we're going to be starting at verse 18. Romans chapter 1, verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and his divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that he has been made, that he have, has have been made, have been made. So they are without excuse, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of a mortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creepy things. Just pause there for a moment. How true is this verse today? I know Paul is writing this to the Romans thousands of years ago. But I look at this and I think to myself, this is almost exactly, Paul could have been writing this to the foundation and to us today as where we are in our nation today. This was a warning that Paul was giving to the Romans, but this is a warning that I think he's actually giving to us as well. The very fact that he says for 
For what can be known about God is plain to them. Today, more than ever, we have ideas. We can see exactly what God says. I hold in my hands my newest gift to myself. It's called the Founder's Bible. It is a Bible, uh, but it's much different. It actually has the notes of all of our forefathers who signed the Declaration of Independence were presidents. Their notes on scripture, their notes on the Declaration of Independence, all of those things are neatly and so beautifully arranged with this Bible. And so as you're reading through these verses, as you're reading through what's happening, the notes of Benjamin Franklin, the notes of George Washington, the notes of Abraham Lincoln, if they had those notes and they had record of them aligned with that, it's a beautiful thing. I've loved it. I've had a hard time putting them down since I've received it. The reason why I love this so much, though, is that for the founding fathers, it was plain to them the role that God played in the creation of our country, in the creation of them as men and ladies. God had shown it to them, had shown his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and his divine nature. Yet, unlike our founding fathers today, we do not honor him as God or give him thanks. Instead, we make July 4th a celebration of, let's just make it a summer event where we go see fireworks, right? We make Thanksgiving not about giving thanks to God, but just spending time with family and eating lots of food and watching football. Now listen, I like eating lots of food and watching football, don't get me wrong, right? But ultimately, Thanksgiving is about giving thanks to God for what we have. They've even now taken Christopher Columbus and Columbus Day, and now they're making it into the Indigenous Day. Now, did we treat the Indians right? Absolutely, we did not. The Native Americans in this country, we did not treat appropriately at all. And I will stand up here and say that I think we as a country should be repentful of the condition and the way that we treated them. But does that take away from who Christopher, uh, Christopher Robbins, I was going to say. <laughs> Christopher Columbus, does that take away what Christopher Columbus did? No, it does not. It doesn't take away what Winnie the Pooh did, too. But, uh, <laughs> oh, bother. Um, but we have to be clear, we have to be understanding of what our foundation is built upon. Let's continue on or I'll get stuck in this. Uh, verse 24, therefore God gave them up in, their, in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to their dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural, rela natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passions for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Can you say amen? This is exactly where we are at in our country. And I'll get, I'll pause it because I'll, we'll get there. Don't worry. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithful, and disobedient to parents. Sorry. I'm playing on the dirt But that can speak to us too as grown adults to be honorable to our parents. But they're gossip slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, dis disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous dec decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Pause and pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We 
thank you for all that you have done for us and all that you will do and all that you have already done for us. Lord, we pray today as we look at the foundation of our country and the men and ladies who spent their whole entire life, that they gave everything they had up to this country. May, Lord, we learn from them today, but may we also understand that it is you that blesses those that follow you. And so, Lord, let us not become those that do these evil things and, and fall into things that we should have not done because we don't give you the credit. Lord, let us give you the credit for everything. Lord, we thank God that we live in a country that we live in today. You bless us immensely as a country, but you've also immensely blessed us as people. So Lord, help us today to give thanks to you, to give thanks for those that have come before us that paid the ultimate price for this country. May we understand that the foundation of this country cannot be shaped because it's built upon you. Yes, the wage may come, but Lord, we will never turn away from you until we ask you today that you help us Open our ears and open our eyes, Father, and let us hear from you today, and let us see our foundation as a blessing and not a hindrance. Lord, I pray my words will not be my own, but they will truly be your words. We praise you and give you the glory in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen. I just want to read a couple things. President Teddy Roosevelt says, the teachings of the Bible are so interwoven and intertwined with our whole civic and social life that it would be literally, I do not mean figuratively, I mean literally impossible for us to figure to ourselves what that life would be if these teachings were removed. We would lose almost all the standards by which we now judge both public and private morals to all the standards to which we with more or less resolution, strive to raise ourselves. Almost every man who has by his life work added to the sum of human achievement of which the race is proud, of which our people are proud. Almost every such man has based his life work largely upon the teachings of the Bible. President Andrew Jackson says, It, the Bible, is the rock on which our republic rests. President Abraham Lincoln wrote, the Bible is the best gift has given, the best, the Bible is the best gift God has given to men. All the good the Savior gave the world was communicated through this book, but for it we could not know right from wrong. William Samuel Johnson, a signer of the Constitution, says, remember, that you are redeemed of the Lord, that you are bought with a price, even the inestimable price of the precious blood of the Son of God. Acquaint yourselves with him in his word and his holy ordinances. Noah Webster, schoolmaster to America, says all of the miseries and evils, did you hear what I said, the schoolmaster to America? Okay, just wanna make sure you understand that. All the miseries, Christy, can you imagine this being taught in your school? All the miseries and evils which men suffer from vice, crime, ambition, injustice, oppression, slavery, and war proceed them from despising or neglecting the precepts contained in the Bible. John Adams, a signer of the Declaration of Independence, says, suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book, and every member should regulate the conduct by their precepts there exhibited. What a utopia, what a paradise would this region be. The Bible is the best book in the world. You can go on and on and on and read. But ultimately, the question gets down to is our foundation of our country a hindrance or a blessing? Is our faith the foundation that we are upon, or is our faith a hindrance to the country we live in? Just a few, this is a newspaper I read all the time, the Roadnecks Home Times. I'm kidding, I don't. Wrote an article on December 14th, 2004, and updated it on June 6th of 2019 that read, Founding Fathers were Deists, not Christians. 
in the article, in the paper, in the article, in the paper, it argues that many were deists and minimalizes the faith of our fathers. In fact, it goes on to say that not only was Benjamin Franklin and not only was Thomas Paine a deist, but it goes on to say that almost every one of the uh, founding fathers were deists and they didn't really attend church. Now, I don't know about you, but I just read just a couple of the 56 signers of our Declaration of Independence, and what I read to you seemed like they had a life of Christ to me. Some of them were presidents, of course, but some others were there. My favorite news station, CNN. Sarcasm. On July 4th, 2015, had a news piece that highlighted Thomas Jefferson and Thomas Paine, the same that the Roanoke, Roanoke Times article focused on, which in this, in this uh, piece said, but people should be cautious about reading too much into the religious rhetoric during the founding period. From where did the idea of America's found, founding as a Christian nation arise? In a nutshell, it arose in the early 19th century as later generations of America sought to establish a national identity, one that distinguished and exemplified the founding by sanctifying the nation's origins. This is the origin of the Christian nation myth. In that 10 to 12 minute clip, I counted not one, not two, but 26 times in a 10 minute clip where they use this word Christian nation myth. Now, if you were going to remove the foundation of our country, if you're going to remove what our country was built upon, and you wanted to look into the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence, the two that you would almost always start with would be Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Paine. Those two men have wrote things over their life, over the course of their life, that were, at best, against the established church. Thomas Paine himself wrote that in, <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote himself that should not be built upon the Christian principles, but that we should be built upon the, the principles of men. Benjamin Franklin was a known, um, I'm sorry, yeah, Benjamin Franklin was a known uh, deist. Thomas Jefferson, I'm sorry, not Benjamin Franklin. Thomas Jefferson was a known deist as well. But what you never hear about Thomas Jefferson is the faith that he had. If you ever visit uh, any of the historical areas that have not removed the Christian beliefs, you'll find that, Tom, uh, that Thomas Jefferson, why do I keep wanting to say Benjamin Franklin? Thomas Jefferson had a faith that was deeper. Now, he stood against the established church. In fact, there's many writings where Thomas Jefferson was speaking against the Catholic Church. And what he was saying is that he did not want the country to be built upon and said, you have to go to this church, but it should be the freedom of choosing what church you go to. Because later on, he says, it is me, it is my belief that a man without a, a man without a savior is a man lost and doomed to future lives and years. Thomas Paine wrote many things against his faith, but he also, in his dying days, as he was getting ready to leave, he wrote a letter to his kids, and in this letter to his kids, he wrote, the best thing that I can leave with you is to encourage you to have a relationship with your Savior, with your Father, with your person, the Creator who created you. I cannot leave you money, he says. I cannot leave you anything more valuable than a relationship with the God Almighty. This is the same Thomas Paine that CNN, Murdoch Times, Washington Times, New York Times, all these other people write and say he's a deist he doesn't have a faith or he doesn't have a belief. See, what they do is they focus today, there's this idea that we have to remove our Christian and founding our foundation, our faith from our foundation. But honestly, today, what we need to do is we need to stand up and say, this is what our country is built upon. Are we there today? No, we're not. But can we at least say that we were 
built upon those foundations. John Hancock, you never hear about. He's a signer of the Declaration of Independence. This is I, John Hancock, in advancing years of being perfect mind and memory. Thanks be to give it to God. Therefore, calling to mind mortality and my body at knowing it is appointed for all men once to die. That sounds a lot like Hebrews 9. Do make and ordain this my last will and testament. Principally and first of all, I give and recommend my soul into the hands of God that gave it. And my body I recommend to the earth. Nothing doubting, but at the general resurrection I shall receive the same again by the mercy and power of God. I could go on and on and on. Out of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence, two were unclassified as their religion. The two I just spoke about. The rest of them were standing upon their Christian principles. Many of them were lawyers, many of them were doctors, many of them were politicians, but many of them were people who had a faith built upon God himself. Why does this matter? It matters because when you read what the history books are telling you today, they don't focus in on the personal life of any of these people. They go on to talk about you know, the, the negative side of them, but they don't talk about John Hancock, by the way, who gave up his whole entire, everything he had. He gave up every last dime he had for this country. It also doesn't talk about the story of what John Hancock gave. John Hancock not only gave every last dime that he had for this country, but when he was found out that he was signing the Declaration of Independence, it marked him. In the time that our country was becoming a country, it wasn't just like everything was okay. No, there were people who were friendly to the British. And the name of those slipped my mind. Steve, help me out. Loyalists, thank you, yes. They were loyalists, and so they were loyal to the British throne, and so they were in our country. And so when they found out that these people were the ones, the men who signed the Declaration of Independence, what did they do? They take, took those people and let them know, let the British subjects, let the British uh, army know where they were at. Many of these people were then arrested before the war even began. Many of them were punished. Many of them suffered and gave up their whole entire life for what they had. See, as the truth is, as Paul tells Romans, they've been given the truth and shown God that they don't want to accept it. That's what's happening today. 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence. But why do we only focus on two? Because the rest of the 56 were Christians. And it doesn't fit into the narrative that's going on in our country today. Let's ruin our Christian principles. No, we are a country that was built upon Christian foundations, a country that was built upon the morals of God, and we ought to celebrate that fact, not be shy of it. Listen, I'm tired of our nation not celebrating not only our foundations, but we are patriotic. We should be waving the flag. We should be doing all of those things. We should be celebrating what our country is built upon. Do we like where our country is today? No. But our foundation is solid. Our foundation was built upon Jesus Christ himself. We are quickly running away from the position, though, as a Christian nation. There are many things that are happening today. I don't need to go through the list of things that are going on around us. And I think you would understand those if you spend any time reading the news or uh, watching the news on TV, you see those things. We claim to be wise, but little by little, the truth is being removed and rewritten to a narrative without God. I started this sermon by telling you that the, the largest history writers, the largest uh, uh, printers, sorry, of the history books that go around to our country, that go all around our country, are removing the foundations of our Christian faith. 
Why? Because you're supposedly not allowed to speak about Christ in schools, but I can tell you that's not the truth. We've become fools and believed everything that we see written online or spoken on TV is true. Many people in our nation are being are being duped into believing that we written history. The reason why I felt so called to read it to, to preach on this message today is because I think we as Christians need to understand what our faith really, what our country is really built upon. And we need to stand up and we need to speak about that truth to others. We need to say, yes, there is a Benjamin Franklin, yes, there was a Thomas Paine, but yes, there were other men who gave everything they had for this country as well. But what happens next if we don't do this? Verse 24, again, I believe, begins to tell us what happens next. Therefore God gave them up in their lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and served the creature rather than the creator. What's happening today in the world around us is that simply that, because we are denying who God is, the foundation of our country is being eroded and people are doing things that they should have never done. They're giving up natural relations consumed by their passions all because they're not honoring God. Listen, this is a warning not only for our country, but I think this is a warning for all of us in this room. If you begin to deny God or give thanks to God for the things you have, what is going to happen? What's going to happen is that we will begin to think negatively and we see ourselves falling into the passions. And I'm not talking about the passions of Christ. I'm not talking about the passions of our church. I'm talking about the evil passions that reside inside of us. The further you get away from God, the further that you step away from that cross, the further that you come away, the more your mind will become filled with the lust of this world and will help you and will cause you to fall to the temptations of this world. It is only by staying close to him, it's only by clinging to him that we will understand and be able to stand up to these things. Verse 28 says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a beast. The base mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manners of unrighteousness, evil, consent, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, maliciousness. Let me stop there for a moment. You know that at no point in our history has the murder rate been higher than what it is today. Every weekend, I think it's in Chicago, I think they're saying over 100 people are killed every weekend. Never before has the murder rate in Cleveland, Ohio been higher than what it is right now. They're gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, though they know God's righteousness decree, those that decree that those who practice such things deserve to die. They do not only they not only do that, but give approval to those who practice them. Today, if you go out and you look at our world, and what happened even just current events today show you this very picture that's going on right now. When it's okay to go destroy someone else's livelihood because you're trying to make a point of yourself, that's not right. So I'm all for you having your freedom of speech to say what you want to say, but don't destroy someone else's life in the middle of doing that. We used to care about each other. We used to, as a country, we used to be founded on these morals and these principles where we loved each other. We loved our neighbors. We loved the people around us. All of the things that make our country great were built upon Christian principles. So the closer we get to Christ, the closer our country will get to Christ. Now, Revelation tells us that we're going down a path that's quickly advancing in the opposite direction. But we must not forget the foundation that we are a nation of people who honor God, who are built upon His principles, who are built upon 
would ask us to do. Out of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence, most of them came out of the Declaration of Independence way worse than they ever were before they went in. The stories I can tell you about their livelihood, they were willing to give up something. They were willing to give up everything. My question for you is that they were willing to give up something. They were willing to give up everything for the foundation of a country built upon God's principles. They were willing to sacrifice all that they had for their life. My question for all of us in this room is what are we willing to give up to remain in a nation built upon God's principles? See, I think one day persecution is going to be coming to this country. In many ways it is already here, but I think it's coming even a greater extent than it already is. If we're going to have to make a choice, are we going to stand for our Lord and Savior, or are we going to bow to the desires of this nation today? Our history is not something to rewrite or change. We must learn to embrace the bad things. I'm not sitting here telling you that we are everything that we did was right, because it wasn't. But may I ask you a question, even you sitting in the seats today, is there everything in your life, everything that you ever did, nothing but bad? If you tell me yes, you're a liar. I can, I can honestly stand here and say everything I've done in my life has not been good. I've had times in my life when I've done something that I should not have done. And I had to pray to ask God for forgiveness, and he gave me that, and he gives all of us that forgiveness. We as a nation are no different. We are just built upon these principles and these if we fall away from those foundations, if we fall away from the foundation of who God is, and we find ourselves built upon just the principles of our own life, we find ourselves being given over to our evilness. Paul warns us what happens if we don't acknowledge God and acknowledge what he has done. You can't rewrite history to remove God from it. It's just impossible. You can't. If you know any truth about the signers of the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution, you cannot remove God from that. It's impossible. You can try. You can make up stories of Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Paine and Andrew Hancock and whoever else you want to. But in reality, these men stood for something greater Something greater than what you and I have ever asked or ever been. They gave up everything they have. I love the story of John Hancock. I'm going to end with this. You ever look at the Declaration of Independence? Whose signature do you see? His is the largest in all of the signatures. Of the Declaration of Independence. Constitution of America, I'm sorry. John Hancock, the President of the Congress, was the first to sign a sheet of parchment measuring 24 and a quarter by 29 and three quarters. His was a bold signature centered below the text. Legend has it that he signed distinctly so King George could read it without his spectacles. It was the Christian, uh, brother, never mind, that's, that's not correct. It was the, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you yours, so there you go. I'm going to write it so you can see my name. A few delegates and non signers of Declaration were John Dickinson and Robert Livingston. Their belief was not only was the Declaration in the, uh, premature, but also that some of them wanted to repair the relationship with Britain, the British Empire, I should say. But what they ended up even saying in those notes and what John Hancock goes on to say is that. This was a God-ordained moment in time. 
We need for, therefore the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions due in the name and authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly, solemnly publish and declare that these United, United Colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, independent states. The very opening line, assembled appealing to the Supreme Judge. You know who that Supreme Judge is? It's God the Father. Our country was built upon this foundation and we cannot get away from it. Psalms 33 tells us that the nation whose God is the Lord, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. See, today, we have to understand, we have to be the teachers of history today. Do me a favor and, and don't just fall upon the things that I tell you. Go and do your own investigation. Read into the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence. Read into the signers of the Constitution and see what they say about God the Father. And then try to come back and tell me that you can remove God from those bases. Their life was built upon it. Our principles, our morals, our judges, our laws, everything that we have was built upon him. It is the foundation of our country. Today, you and I as individuals have a choice to go forward and preach this message, to share this message, or we can just accept the fact that our country and the history is being rewritten. I, for one, let them rewrite history if I have it. Because our nation, although it may not still be a Christian nation, was built upon Christian morals and principles. We were once a Christian nation. I will not deny God and what he has done because he has done amazing things in this nation. And if we can be a country that comes back to him, we will once again, we are, we still are doing great things, but how much greater will be? We stand with me and we'll worship him. Just this week, I received a message from a someone that I interact with. In this interaction, he asked me, he goes, I bet you're going to preach some patriotic message this weekend, aren't you? I said, absolutely, I am. And he goes, are you proud that your, your country is a country that supported slavery? Are you proud that all of this stuff goes on? I said, can you ask me, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. I said, where do you live? I'll tell you where he lives. He lives in the United States, by the way. I told him, I said, well, you know what? That foundation that our country was built upon wasn't just my foundation. It was also your foundation. And you're certainly taking advantage of that foundation right now by living here. We continued our conversation said, listen, you'll never understand that our foundation of our nation is important unless you understand that God is important to our nation. And I encourage you today to understand who God is. And I encourage you to give him credit for who he is. Worship him, serve him. Don't fall as what as Paul says in Romans that we should fall to a debased mind. Don't deny what God is doing. God is doing great things in all of our lives. Every single one of us here in this room has so much to be thankful for, and we need to give God the thanks for that. Let's do that today. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we are a country that is built upon your foundation, your principles. And we want to, as a Individuals, we want to proclaim that we are also built upon those principles and those foundations. And so, Lord, today, not just for the country, but for us individually, Lord, may we stand up here today and say, God, you are good. You are so, so good. Everything I have in my life is because of what you have done for me, and I give you thanks for that today. Everything we have in our country, because you have blessed us. 
You've given wisdom to the men to write the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. You have asked these men to sacrifice everything, these ladies to sacrifice their lives for our nation. And it didn't stop there, Lord. Over the course of history, Father, there have been many times from wars to wars to presidents to people who stood up for this country and stood up for what it believes. They gave their life. Even some in this very room served our nation. an awesome thing here in this country, Father. And we just ask you today that you help us to serve you, to understand that our foundation of our nation is built upon your Christian principles and that our lives are built upon those same principles and that we have a choice, as Paul says, to go forward. Are we going to give our life up? Are we going to give and, and give our minds up to the evilness that's in our life or are we going to give that up to you? to stay close to you, to overcome the evil, the sin, the temptations that fall against us. And stand strong in our faith to you, Father. That is the choice we have today. If you're in this room or you're watching online, today is your choice to understand the principles that this nation was built upon and to say, I want to build my life on those same principles. And so therefore, by doing that, the very first thing that we have to do, the very first thing that the signers of our declaration independence in was give glory to God and accept his son Jesus Christ for what he did for us and so I pray if you're in this room or watching online that you just hear that message of your heart is beating and you're saying it's time for me to accept Jesus for what he did on the cross may today be that day that you say Lord Jesus forgive me of my sins I believe what you did on the cross was more than enough forgive me of those things forgive me of my sins into my heart. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are our Savior. As individuals with us saying those words, Lord, we give our life to you. But we also, as a nation, give our lives to you. Say thank you for what you did. I'm not ashamed to stand up here in front of my church, in front of the people, and anybody in the world that wants to hear the message that I am proud to be an American. I'm proud to honor you for what you have done. Have we always done everything right? Absolutely not. Must we seek your forgiveness for the things that we have done wrong? Yes. But we stand for you. We thank you, Lord, for all of these things and all that you have done. In the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship together.
founded upon what we find as a foundation of our lives. Help us, Lord Jesus, today to live our lives for you. Send us forth from this place celebrating the fact that we are a nation built upon you, but we are also a free nation to serve you. Help us to be those servants that you call us to be. Send us forth from this place now that we can glorify you. In Jesus' most precious and holy name, Amen and amen. God bless. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day.